Hello and welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. It's the podcast that invites you to come find yourself so you can listen to this and go, oh, thank God for that. It's not just me. And I can speak to you and say, no, it's not just you. It is also me. Um... So today, 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 there was a GCSE exam that my daughter was dreading and I was really feeling for her last night. She said she and her friends were all dreading it. Um, I I could say it's maths, but, you know, it feels like a bit of a cliche, doesn't it? I find maths difficult. I know lots of people that do. Um, I don't prize myself on finding it difficult, but I acknowledge that um, it's harder for some people than it is for others. And so my daughter and her friends were like, oh, my God, we're dreading it. And she came back this morning and went, yeah, it was all right. So happy, happy day. Um, Always good to get one out of the way that you're dreading, isn't it? I know lots of us have been to meetings or had things come up at work where you think, oh, my God, I just not looking forward to this. And then you do it and it's not so bad after all. So um, I was thinking about self-soothing. Hmm. While I was doing a little run today, I went on my secret route. Um, And there is there's a route. It's not a a secret just to me. Um, It felt like a secret just for our family for a little while. There's um, a kind of little wooded area in our village that you can um, only get to. through a field and it is is permitted it is permitted footpath there's a little post but it's right away um or from uh climbing up a little um uh kind of scrambly area next to a rail an old disused railway bridge so when you're there it does feel like oh i'm in a place that no one's ever been to before and then you see that someone's left a lemonade bottle and you go damn it um, but I was, yeah, having a little runabout in the uh, secret route. Um, there is the delight of if you pop out at the disused railway bridge side, because a road runs underneath it, and people are like, Ooh, where did they come from? You know, I came from the secret route. So anyway, I was thinking about self-soothing. And the reason that I think about this is because... Um, Lots of people hurting inside. We all do sometimes, don't we? And um, some people find it hard to get over some of that. And it's a topic that I talk about a lot. I talk about a lot with my kids, actually. And we talk about it in the context of my family. Um, And... If I sort of think back to when I was younger, so you think that when you, if you've got kids, when you've got um, a newborn baby and there is this kind of period of time where you kind of help them to learn to self-soothe and lots of babies will do this by sucking their thumb or chewing on a blankie and um, I sucked my thumb for years when I was when I was a child to the extent that it pushed my front teeth out a bit and I remember my dad putting first it was you put a chess piece on your thumb (laughs) then that's a problem because people think you play chess I don't play chess um we were drafts playing family you can't put a drafts piece on the end of your thumb though 
um, it's difficult. It would require you to strap it or something. And it's, God, this is going to go down a rabbit hole. If you put a chess piece on the end of your thumb, it requires the piece to be hollow, which would signify it is not of quality. This was not solid wooden turned chess piece. No, no, hollow plastic. So, yeah, I tried that briefly. Um, and then you could buy this um, stuff that you paint on your thumb, which tastes disgusting. Um, but it tastes a bit like dandelion. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever uh, picked a dandelion and then licked your fingers. <laughs> yeah, it's something else that nobody else ever did. Um, but it tastes like that. It tastes like dandelion. And um, yeah, but then you just sort of suck that bit off, get over with it, or get, get over it, and then you continue sucking your thumb. And I had a big um, lump on my thumb for years that um, it took... I, I guess I stopped sucking my thumb when I was, I don't know, how old? I reckon still at junior school. Um, and it took it, until my adulthood, really, to fully go away. And I was kind of thinking about how do we soothe ourselves? And as we kind of become adults or as we go through puberty and into adolescence, um, if we can't find a constructive way to self-soothe and or if we've not been I guess you know if we can't get the comfort that we need from the adults around us what do we do and um, this is where you kind of get into things like uh, binge eating um, which I did for a very very long time um, and you would say it was uh, bulimia really um and that kind of stopped when um well my lovely husband was just there for me i might talk about it in more detail another time it might come up in the book actually but there was a whole piece around that i guess you're trying to soothe yourself with food or with alcohol and Again, God, the um, group I was part of as a teenager, and, and really I can only speak for myself, but there was so much, you know, just drinking to absolute oblivion, like blackout oblivion. Not, you know, this is not having fun. This is wanting to not remember anything or to not feel anything. Um, and... I kind of, it kind of came back to me thinking about it because now if I'm thinking about, you know, self-soothing, um, <laughs> which begins to sound when you speak like that, like a bit of self-love. I mean, that could be one way. Um, but I run, very good for you. Um, for me, anyway, I love the headspace that that brings. Um, and there is um, some of the yoga that I do. So sometimes I find that is really, um, it feels like a soothing thing to do. Um, and I try to avoid those situations where you and end up just getting out of hand on the old wine because I think it reminds me of those times when I was 
kind of, I don't know if drinking tonight to that extent is self-soothing or if it's more the, I'm just going to sit here with a bottle of whiskey until it's finished by myself. Now, that's not anything that I ever did, but I know people that have. Um, and I suppose I'm trying to think about where am I going to with this? Oh, yeah, this is where I'm going to with this. So one of the points that I'm making is that people sometimes do things because they're trying to soothe themselves because they're hurting inside. So whether that is comfort eating, and it's interesting, isn't it? You hear of comfort eating, which is exactly what that is. Um, you don't hear of comfort drinking. But again, that is kind of what it is. Um, but I was um, taken to, I guess, that place of self. self. Now it doesn't make sense. You know, if you say a word too many times, it doesn't make sense. Um, but going to that gig with my daughter, going to see Block Party, gave me a moment of where I remember when I was a teenager and long through, long into adulthood, where music has been one of the most um, kind of nurturing things that, or, or one of the most comforting things that I could experience. And completely losing yourself at a gig it is a bit of that kind of transporting yourself somewhere else and not having to worry about anything. Um, and so last night I ended up, I was by myself in the uh, living room and I ended up watching um, Kerrang! TV. <laughs> and I used to watch a lot of MTV when I was uh, a lot younger. And there was um, just uh, uh, videos and enjoying the lyrics and following the narratives and um, it again reminded me of there was a time I used to go to quite a lot of raves and there was one that I went to and I'd gone with one of my brothers and his girlfriend and this guy said to me oh wow what are you on and I was like I'm not on anything and, and I wasn't I think um, no I was drinking water and uh, one of the things that I never did so I went to lots of raves I never took ecstasy um, so yeah I was just there like really enjoying the music and this guy found it odd that I looked like I was off my tits, must have done, um, or he just wanted to see where he could get some drugs from. Um, but it was that experience of being completely transported. And I saw um, a friend shared a video on Facebook of her son uh, inducting a younger cousin into the ways of the mosh pit. And it was like the look on his face, just that of being completely sort of checked out in a way. It's like you're on a a different, just a different plane. Nothing else matters. You're just there for like the, the music. Um, so as I have got older, I guess this is where I'm coming to, that element of self-soothing. So when my um, dad died, it was... Um, there was a thing of music and then there was also going completely off the rails and numbing. There was numbing that was going on there. And then by the time we got to my mum dying, um, and if you've listened to this before, you'll know um, that we were um, estranged at the point that she died. But it was a shock nonetheless. Plus, you've got everything else 
that comes with that and dealing with the death in lockdown was no walk in the park I could tell you that but what was markedly different and it is different when you're an adult and a, a parent and um, I found myself doing things like I walked for hours and I listened to uh, podcasts so there's this um Bible podcast that I talk about a lot um I listen to him because he does long-form podcasts so I could be out for an hour and a half two hours um and I baked I baked bread but I did quite a lot of baking and it was that I guess immersing myself in something that was a healthier way to soothe myself and um yeah that just uh, it feels like it's come from nowhere um a little bit but it's been on my mind quite a lot thinking about how we can um grow and find ourselves in a place where we can care for ourselves without it being um, we're having to numb ourselves um, and so the thing that I do want to do more of and that I vow to do more of is that I do want to spend more time or have some more like I do some more gigs and I'm going to this um, art um, art what do you call it I go to a gallery for a exhibition that's it yeah and I'm going to go to this art exhibition because I love art too <laughs> So, yeah, a lot of thinking about how can I bring more of the things into my life that soothe me, that make me feel like I'm looking after myself. Because I think a lot of the whole self-care thing it rests upon get yourself some essential oil and ask your partner to rub your feet <laughs> or light a candle. I mean, fucking hell, the amount of candles that I've got. I like lighting a candle, um, but then I get myself in this whole cycle of, right, okay, have I burned it for long enough? Can I smell it? Where is the smell? Oh, no, it smells too much over here. This is not soothing. I'm worrying about the wick. Um, so that's just my thoughts. I would be interested to know what you think about this. Um, and... If you think someone would benefit from hearing this episode of the podcast, please give it a share. And if you want to drop me a line to tell me how you uh, currently look out for yourself and, and whether you have also been in that position where you really struggled as a younger person, um, but have found a way now, I'd love to hear um, about that too. I will be back with you. Oh, what do I hope for you? What do I hope for you? I hope you do get a moment to do something for yourself that um, just makes you feel good. That's what I hope. I will be back with you tomorrow. Bye-bye. <laughs>